Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Dialogues on Applied Channel Theory. I'm Jonathan in Beijing, and today I'm here with Nisa, who's in New York. Hi, Nisa. Hi, John. It's good to talk to you again. Yes, yes, definitely. How are things? Pretty good. It's, uh, um, so, so today we want we wanted or we wanted to talk about was uh, the seasons, right? Like and how, like especially the current season, how that can affect um, our body in a new, different ways. So right now, it's we would say it's the season. Current season is the fall, and it's related more to the hentai lung system. So Nisa is kind of interested in talking about this, actually. So um, can you, uh, Nisa? Why are you interested in this topic? Um, well. Uh, I guess, you know, I'm just, you know, like you had, you know, asked me sort of what I was seeing a lot in clinic. And so I feel like the last month I've been having a lot of conversations with patients about um, reestablishing like the rhythm and routine as we, you know, it's October right now. And so part of it is just sort of like recovering from the summer and like the freewheeling sort of, um, uh, um, uh, energy of the summer, like very young and sort of like kind of now kind of getting back to the routines that, um, you know, either going back to work or uh, people with kids who are going back to school and all of a sudden there's a little bit more structure now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people are, I don't know, re-evalu- reevaluating what that structure is or what that, um, what their routines are. And I think some of it is also just thinking back to pre-pandemic times, like, oh, I am going back to the office a few days a week. Like, what was that like? What is it like to have to catch the subway? And um, and uh, yeah, all of a sudden we're presented with sort of more structure and mm-hmm. how that feels. Um, and so I'm seeing it reflected in clinic. You know, I think um, for some patients, you know, the summer was here and they just went to bed whenever they wanted. And now, you know, like having to go to the office again or having to go to school again. It's like they're, you know, they're kind of forced to go to bed at a certain time, mm-hmm. wake up at a certain time. Um, but that's providing some like dysregulation, like the sleep doesn't quite bounce back the way they mm-hmm. want. Um, or digestive issues where mm-hmm. I think, you know, like kind of adjusting to cooler weather and um, you know, changing the food for the season and mm-hmm. things like that. So anyways, I'm, I, I just find myself having a lot of those con- conversations in clinic. And then and in what terms are, of, what about you? Um, I would say that like here, um, yeah, I think there is adjustment. You can see like the, I think in, at least in Beijing the past few weeks, I think the main adjustment has been to the, uh, temperature change. Like, mm-hmm. um, the October during I think around the October first holiday around that time there's a lot of rain and then after that like the the temperatures dropped quite significantly and then mm-hmm. since then we it's been kind of like um, yeah uh, getting cooler and cooler mm-hmm. and then as a result a lot of my patients you know a lot of people were having issues related to that right like um, either the change in temperature um, like people catching colds and things like that or because in Beijing it gets really dry in the fall I think you remember that right living in Mm -hmm. in China like everyone like your skin gets really dry so a lot of people having like more like irritated throats and things like that or coughs dry coughs Mm -hmm. um again as I was mentioning earlier in in China um 
people who work in small TCM clinics were not allowed to treat patients with any 11 symptoms related to COVID-19. So a lot of these patients, like they can't come to the clinic if they have uh, a fever or cold or anything like that. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. They have to go to a fever clinic instead. But um, but yeah, a lot of patients are reporting that like just, you know, overall, just like that dryness of the climate and um, mm-hmm. that drop in temperature and adjusting to that has, has for some people, has, uh, uh, takes time, I think. Yeah, and there's a little bit of like a, you know, slowing down and preparing for like winter. And I think mm-hmm. there's, um, uh, yeah, sort of like this, uh, I, you know, I sometimes call it like homework that I give my patients. Oh. So I'm like, it's time to start eating different foods and like warm mm-hmm. things up. And um, what kind of foods do you recommend for them to eat? Um, I'm really big into soups and broths. And mm-hmm. so encouraging that. Um, uh, especially for women, I find that like, you know, I tell all my female patients to have like a cup of like chicken broth or bone broth in the morning. Um, and, uh, some, some of them are into it. Not everybody's into drinking the hot soup or, you mm-hmm. know, something savory in the morning, but, mm-hmm. um, just to, you know, like warm up the digestion so that they can like, you know, make good blood, get good nutrients out of the food they're eating for the rest of the day. Um, and, uh, Yeah. And, you know, I think one thing that um, was interesting to me was just, you know, the fall being lung time and the lung tie-in just, you know, really needing rhythm to function well. Um, So, um, so yeah, my patients who have allergies or asthma, you know, just encouraging them. I mean, one to practice breathing, but also that, you know, throughout the day, you know, having a good rhythm of like when they're eating food and what types of food will help establish this kind of like nice kind of like steady foundation for the lungs to be able to kind of relax a bit. So can you uh, th- uh, maybe tell or discuss like how the lung is related, lung channels related to the rhythms in the body? Yeah. Um, well, the lung, you know, like Dr. Wong used to talk about how like, you know, the lung is that one organ that we can control, right? So through our breath and through practicing our breath, then we can sort of, um, the rhythm of the lungs establishes the rhythm that the other organs, you know, the other physiology responds to. So especially, you know, if you think about the relationship with the lung and large intestine, you know, the steady kind of like, um, yeah, the steady, pulse or rhythm of the lung contributes to the healthy like peristalsis or wave action of the um the large intestine Mm -hmm. or gi tract Mm -hmm. and so um you know i find that really powerful right Mm -hmm. so like it's a reminder to really um like honor our breath and pay attention Mm -hmm. to it and Mm -hmm. spend some time doing it Mm -hmm. because it's a way to um massage our organs and make sure everything um, is moving the way they should be. So how do you tell your patients to uh, be aware of their breath or like practice their breath breathing? Are there special techniques that you teach them or? Um, I just do a very simple like belly breathing. Um, you know, like, don't you find that like your patients breathe from up here Yeah, yeah, into, so their chest. Yeah, yeah. into their chest and they use their shoulders and accessory muscles to breathe mm-hmm. and, um, And so, uh, you know, we're born as babies, as you know, like now you Mm -hmm. have a two month old, like (laughs) you watch them breathe and like their belly is nice and soft. And Mm -hmm. there's this very sort of uh, um, 
soft is the way I can yeah, yeah, think definitely. of right to describe it. And it gets really deep into the Dantian. And mm -hmm. so all your organs have that kind of nice space to be able to do their thing. Yeah. And as we become more and more stressed creatures, like our mm -hmm. diaphragms get tight and we're, you know, everything's really tight and we're having mm -hmm. to use our muscles to try to open our chest. But um, so I do this like belly breathing with them, like, you know, um, you know, where you place your hand on the belly okay. and you pretend like there's a balloon in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Do you do breathing work with your patients? I don't really like, I'll, I'll definitely recommend it to some people. Um, mm -hmm. And but yeah, that you do. I do see that with some patients. Like the other day, there's this one patient, and usually when I like, for example, if I'm going to need a like, uh, a, any point, or I always tell them to breathe in and breathe out, just so that they're more relaxed. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, uh, like I'll say, breathe in. When when I say breathe out, then I insert the needle. That's I mm -hmm. generally do that. And then there's one patient who's very uh, nervous, like really afraid of needles. So every time I needle him, it's just you just I just stick it in very superficially, and then like then he's okay. Mm -hmm. like he, he's terrified of needles but he comes like frequently like every two mm -hmm. weeks uh so then i was needling i was gonna needle his uh stomach on the stomach points um and then i, I really he was so tense like like just how you were describing how like the upper ch the chest was really tight like he's kind of he's always kind of hunched forward and like the upper like the epigastric is really tense mm -hmm. Um, so I just told him just like breathe into his lower belly and it, it took him like a couple of tries, a few tries to actually mm -hmm. get the air into the, like the dentian area. Yeah. I, I yeah. just put my hand on his lower belly. I was like, okay, breathe into where my hand is. And then you could see he's, once he started doing that, then the upper part kind of relaxed a bit and then I could mm -hmm. like insert the needle. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I, sometimes I'll do that kind of, in those instances, I might, you know, try to train them a bit on breathing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, like what you were describing too, it's like, it's really hard to do at first, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, often when I'm working with a patient at the beginning, you know, they're like, but I'm just using my abdominal muscles to push uh, yeah. in and out. And so, and even for myself, like, you know, if I haven't practiced in a while and mm -hmm. I, I do it again, it takes a while to really have that, like, have your abdomen let go. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it feels very vulnerable. And yeah, um, when you do, it's uh, it changes everything. Everything, mm -hmm. you know, it allows your shoulders to relax. And um so um so that's one thing that I really encourage with every patient. Like I we do it on the first visit and then oh, you know, I check in with them. Um and, and do they so, main uh, will they maintain that breathing practice on their own? Like they'll go home and do it or uh, you know, I mean, some do, some don't. And, um, uh, and yeah, you know, that kind of thing resonates with some patients more than others, but mm -hmm. I do find that, um, yeah, the ones who continue, like, I think they find it really helpful that, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, like I have one patient, she's actually about, uh, eight months pregnant now. Mm -hmm. And, um, she was experiencing a lot of kind constipation and uh you know and doing all the right things lots of fiber lots of water mm -hmm. um taking magnesium and um and you know part of it was just this kind of holding in of her chi you know and so really you know practicing the breathing and um you know and i think it's a mixture of all the things she's doing mm -hmm. but um but yeah i think something connects right like when you can connect that energy down into your dantian then mm -hmm again, like it creates some space for the intestines to move. And mm -hmm. there, there you go again with like the lung, large intestine thing. It's like so closely tied together. Um, so, uh, 
So yeah, so I, um, yeah, so like through breath work, um, you know, it's just one of those rhythms that like the, the lung rhythm is so closely related to everything else, the digestion, um, menstruation. I feel like, you know, if we can keep the good lung sort of dynamic going, then um, it just allows everything else to work more efficiently. You were mentioning earlier about with like patients who have allergies or asthma, you also give them dietary advice for this season. And then what are some of the advice you'll give them? Um, so, you know, some of it is that transition from like a summer diet to a fall diet. And, um, you know, like you mentioned, like with the colder weather, just making sure that they're, they are having warmer foods, um, cooked foods. Um, and, uh, and, you know, like, you know, cause there's that dryness of the fall that you mentioned mm -hmm. also. So, you know, the digestion is so important in helping to resolve, you know, these dry lung issues so that, you know, they're making good, um, good nutritive chi, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, like I try to tell them to, you know, limit dairy or, you know, at least like, you know, moderate it. Um, the warm cooked things and uh, yeah. And like, you know, even just like eating regularly, you know, those patients who are like, I'm so busy. Like I eat mm -hmm. lunch at four and then yeah, yeah. dinner at nine and, you know, I don't eat breakfast and they think they're doing fine, but you know, like the, you know, going back to the long, large intestine thing or like the tie-in Yang Ming relationship, it's like having a steady sort of um, um, uh, food rhythm can also help the lungs, right? Like if mm -hmm. you're really helping the digestive system by keeping things very routine, then um, you're making good nutritive chi, you know, that's gonna mm -hmm. go back and support the lungs. And so all mm -hmm. of it's connected. So in terms of like the patients you're seeing now with their, in terms of their pathology, are a lot of them like have lung channel changes too, or not necessarily, or um, like as they're transitioning? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So not necessarily, you know, like there are the, you know, like the dry coughs, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. um, and sort of like a difficult, like dry cough that, um, you know, once they start coughing, it doesn't go away, um, but it's not productive and um, sometimes worse at night, that kind of thing. Um, and so in those cases, like I am finding lung channel changes. So, um, and, you know, of course, like it depends on what kind of, you know, it depends each patient, the changes are right, different. Right. Right, right. Um, sometimes it's like a grainy feeling in like mm -hmm. the lung nine, lung seven area. Other times there's like kind of large areas of like tightness up by lung six, lung mm -hmm. five. Um, uh, like I have one patient right now who is a singer, she's on Broadway. And so she's having all sorts of like, kind of like lung, um, uh, like her voice will be really in her low register is how mm -hmm. she describes it. And she can't access the higher stuff and it's mm -hmm. kind of froggy. And so um, she had lots of lung changes, like really tight, um, that hypertonicity through lung six, oh, interesting. lung five. Yeah. Um, but uh, um but then, you know, like that sort of rhythm, I think also, you know, channel changes could actually be in the Yang Ming, right? Mm -hmm. So it could be like those rhythms that are, you know, sort of dysregulated mm -hmm. or rhythms in the Shaoyang also mm -hmm. um, can be dysregulated. 
the idea of the rhythm like isn't always you know it's not just that we find the channel changes in the long channel mm. um but that during this season i find it's just important to talk to people so um so just you know, like how the lung for, is related to the rhythms and yeah is that, is, yeah i think so and i think just using this season as a kind of like regrouping so it's kind of like okay let's sort of like reassess and you know let's you know, re-examine like what time are we going to bed and what are we eating and when are we eating and those mm -hmm. things just to, um, again, like help regulate everything and help prepare us for the winter mm -hmm. so that we're nice and healthy. Um, so, uh, you know, even like, you know, today I had a patient with a lot of like neck and back pain, um, but she had a lot of lung changes. And I think, you know, she tends to be a little blood deficient and so even there, it's kind of like, okay, well, let's make sure the tie-in is also doing its job to keep you nourished, you know, because right now there's, you know, your body is sort of like not making good blood that's going to reach the tie-yang and, you know, nourish your muscles and your back mm -hmm. and um, keep you warm. So. Um, oh, interesting. So. And then uh, what did, what, how did you treat this patient? Like, in, like for acupuncture, the point, like, what, how, what was your. Um, Were you using like Thai channel points too, or? Uh, so I mostly did Thai Yang actually, <laughs> but I added a spleen four in there. <laughs> so I did SI three spleen four. I guess would be like the pair um, with uh, what else did I do? I did a UB sixty three because it was like a really acute exacerbation, um, and. Uh, so yeah, mostly Taiyang focus. Um, and then just constitutionally, I threw in a spleen four mm -hmm. um, just because the tie-in was so affected, you know, like mm -hmm. really grainy, you know, kind of like, you know, it's it's like where like the lung seven spleen four areas just felt really grainy and dry, oh, like a dry riverbed. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to help the tie-in to make some good blood mm -hmm. otherwise like you know we had to like i don't know that my thinking was like we have to fill the river with like good blood so that the mm -hmm. tie can carry it up to the back oh definitely um, oh interesting yeah. Yeah. and then uh and then just you know a few local points on her back okay cool, cool. yeah cool. yeah um how about you yeah so you know like are you seeing this also this kind of transitional fall tie-in thing happening I'd say main th the main thing is just like the transitioning to like the temperature climate changes. But I think for a lot of my patients now, uh, patients with like emotional stress, mm -hmm. I think that's uh, been, I guess, pretty common, a constant during this, you know, past year and a half. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's something that's causing a lot of like stagnation or stasis in the body. And mm -hmm. um, I think that's generally, and maybe, maybe be, like there, maybe it's possible that as, you know, we enter like, you know, fall and winter, you know, as, because there's, there's less and less sunlight, you know, like maybe that is also affecting moods too. Mm -hmm. uh, and also the drop in temperature, you know, like, you know, people, you're more, you're less willing to go out sometimes if it's really. Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, there's like the, you know, the chemistry of like not having as much vitamin D. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, but yeah, I think there is definitely that. And I think, um, you know, the rhythm I think is so important there too. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I think when there is like depression and stress and anxiety, mm -hmm. it's so important for patients to develop a routine that feels good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if that's taking a walk every day or mm -hmm. if it's, you know, like um, 
talking to a certain friend every day, you know, like all those routines that are built in so that, Mm -hmm. you know, especially as we head into like, you know, hibernation time, Mm -hmm. you know, there are these like little rhythms that help keep, um, help uh, minimize that stagnation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like little things that kind of keep the day moving. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. And are there just things like, that you, know, you like, sorry? Mm-hmm. Are there things that you try to help people to avoid eating, for example, to like like might harm, like um, the lung, in like the, or harm the tiny channel system or? Yeah, I think for you know New Yorkers, a lot of it is just fighting like the salad <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like people are very attached to their salads, and you know, mm-hmm. like really the idea that like these raw greens are going to cure everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people also sort of like, you know, like transitioning into sort of like, oh, I want a new fitness routine and. I want to get healthy. So I'm going to only eat salads now. And I'm like, no, this is the wrong season to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I think that's my main sort of like, uh, you know, too much cold raw stuff. In, mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, yeah. And then, you know, I think also like heading into colder weather, there's like the comfort foods. Um, I think you mentioned that, you know, you have people who you know, they're like, oh, I just want my burgers and pizza and, you know, things that are comforting and, you know, maybe because yeah. they are stressed out. So I think also just like, you know, just, you know, encouraging moderation, basically, <laughs> right, right. you know, <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of patients who like male patients who like they catch a cold and then like they want comfort foods and that's just like burgers and pizza. Uh-huh, and that's uh-huh. just it makes their cold just prolong uh, much yeah. longer than probably normally should have like that. They yeah. sell like, you know, mucus with like yellow like yellow phlegm and you know like yellow phlegm and just just a lot of like heat and like this right so i I tell them like hey you should cut it out and like i mean cut it down like you know try to eat healthier and like less greasy stuff and and they're like okay sure with a smile on their face (laughs) because like no i'm gonna still have my burger and fries yeah yeah (laughs) and then you know they're they're, they come back a week later and they still have like some like cough the i still have a bit of a cough like this yellow phlegm yeah yeah and what about you i even i know for myself also you know this last yeah i guess like since september so like the last like six weeks you know i've also had to um yeah just kind of like slow down and take a look and like look at my routines also and my Mm -hmm. rhythms and say like oh right like I was getting sloppy with my bedtime and, you know, Mm -hmm. watching an extra episode of whatever and (laughs) staying up too late and what that does to my rhythm also. So, um, um, or yeah, making sure I, even though it is cold and rainy some days, Mm -hmm. like, you know, forcing myself to go outside and moving my chi Mm -hmm. a little bit or whatever it is. Um, How about you? I think, yeah, I think, well, this year is abnormal for us because like uh, two yeah. main changes, like we had the new baby and like, uh-huh. uh, and then Congrats. our daughter just started preschool. So that's a big change too. So that's had a big impact on my general routine, which I think actually has been a very positive impact. Yeah. So like with the baby now I go to bed actually much earlier than I used to. So I feel uh-huh. way more refreshed. That's why I can get up early to do like, <laughs> this kind of a podcast recording. And that's then, great. um, so actually it has been really good for me. So I kind of readjusted all my, the way I usually do things and I feel much better. I think like yeah. just going to bed earlier and just, even just by an hour has it's been so helpful. Yeah. And then, yeah. um, 
yeah, I think yeah, that's one big adjustment. Like it has been a good adjustment, just going to bed earlier. Uh-huh. Um, and then you know, with the kid, like we we were at one point, you know, we were trying to cook more at home and like you know just which is good because in China it's so convenient just to order food yeah it just takes uh-huh. like it's so easy so if I like you know what with, with the baby we were cooking more and that was also very good for the our health and things like that so uh-huh. yeah so there have been a lot of good positive like some positive changes I think oh good good and um, I like I guess you know like as we're saying like you said like because of September school starts and everything I think that kind of jump-started everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that's right like I have a stepson who's in sixth grade and you know like when he started school it was actually this nice thing because it got our whole household kind of like on a better <laughs> schedule right, you right, know? right so like we're all in bed by 10 and you know yeah. we're waking up early and um so that's been helpful and mm-hmm. you know it's funny I have a 13 year old dog also mm-hmm. who um she now has like a congestive heart thing but I have to walk her like five times a day so that's actually also been I mean she's okay but like you know it's like been this blessing where like I'm just walking so much more because I have to take Mm -hmm. her outside so um yeah so sometimes there are external factors right that make it easier to that's true (laughs) that's true get things in line yeah Yeah. in New York is it uh what's the fall like is it damp or is it dry or um, I mean, we've had rain, but overall it feels dry, right? So um, not as extreme as when I was in Beijing, mm-hmm. um, what you were describing, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, you know, like the trees are drying up, the leaves mm-hmm. are drying up and, mm-hmm. you know, that same thing is happening to us. Like our mm-hmm. skin is drier. And oh. um, so, so also being careful to like stay like um, nourished and like, mm-hmm. you know, hydrating and um, yeah. Do you do the stewed pears? Oh yeah, well de- definitely. That's one thing. Uh, yeah, that's one thing I recommend to a lot of my patients if they have like a dry yeah. cough and yeah, um, they always you know, you have to get that specific pair right the uh, to to cook right and then it's um you're, you're making the pear soup and yeah. it's it's really good, very nourishing. Yeah, so um, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be picky about the pears. I'm just like get any pear, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. do it. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I think last week, because my, I think all my, my in-laws, Susu and Yao, they all came down with like a dry, like dry throat oh, wow. and everything. So they her mom, my mother-in-law came over and she made a big pot of pear soup for everyone. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I just thought of this too. Um, just in terms of like nourishing the lung yin. Mm-hmm. I just remember that Dr. Wong did that like water cupping that was so oh, interesting yeah, yeah, to me yeah. to like, um, this was for like a very chronic, persistent, dry cough. And mm-hmm. um, he, yeah, put water in the cups and then slid them up and down the lung area. To, oh, awesome, awesome. You know, yeah. So anyways, that's another, I haven't, I have not done that in clinic, but an mm-hmm. interesting idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. yeah, when he did it, he put a little bit of warm water, right? It wouldn't be cold water. Yes. And then you'd like, yeah. you don't fill all up with water, right? You fill like about- Just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And then just use the, just sticks it on. And, yeah. Uh, um, I tried it once, I think uh, on uh, on my wife, Yaya, a long time ago uh-huh. when she had that. And I think it's, she said, she remembers that. So she said it seemed to help with the, her uh-huh. dry cough. It's uh-huh. just like when you, <laughs> when you pull it off, you have to make sure you don't get there tire back exactly <laughs> covered with water so you have to get a yeah. towel ready 
Yes, um, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Um, well, cool. I mean, this is an interesting topic, I think. You yeah, know, definitely, like definitely. Yeah. Been, um, yeah, it's been coming up a lot in clinic. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is the kind of thing I love teaching my patients because mm -hmm. then when they can understand the seasonal changes and how it affects their body, then, mm -hmm. you know, they have some tools at home that they can, you know, use for themselves. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, uh, so thanks, uh, Nisa. Maybe we will, we can, we'll definitely have to arrange a time to talk about more things <laughs> in the future. Yes. Yes, um, we'll do another one soon. So I guess, yeah, it helps to reminds me that we have to, yeah, to continue good breathing practices. Yeah. <laughs> Get the, like the Tai Chi moving around. Yeah, reestablish that dynamic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Cool, John, have a good day. Uh, yeah, you too. Okay, yeah. thank you. Okay, bye. Bye.